I have gained so many valuable lessons from my experiences. In writing Things I Wish I Knew, Letters to My Little Sisters is a collection of heartfelt conversations with young girls and young adults all over the world, helping them to be prepared for things ahead. Welcome to Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie, a Planting Positive Seeds podcast. To inspirational talks with LaDonna Marie. I'm so excited about tonight as I, I'm always excited to bring guests on to planting positive seeds because here we plant positive seeds in the lives of others daily and I'm so excited about our guests on tonight. We're going to be talking all things emotional intelligence and mental health. You know those things. I'm a mental health advocate and so I'm so excited because I love helping others and so the guest that we have tonight, Ms. Shelly Fan Fan, she's going to come on into the broadcast and introduce herself and tell you all a little about her career and what she does. Welcome to the broadcast, Ms. Shelly. How are you tonight? I am well excited. I am so full of energy. Yeah. And let me tell you, that has not been my experience all week. But today, Thursday, yes. let me tell you, it has been like amazing. I'm just so fueled with energy. Well, I am excited because the guests and the listeners on uh, Planet Positive Seeds, they love to come in and hear these stories of triumph and overcoming obstacles and just hear more about careers that the that the guests you know they're doing and then it inspires them so let's use that energy tonight and tell us about what you do give us give us a little bit about yourself okay my name is Shelly Fafan as you said a proud Haitian American born in New York uh, raised in New York moved here to Florida in about 2004, I believe, 2005. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, owner and CEO of Ask Shelly Consulting. Okay. And I have the privilege in this, in running this emotional intelligence firm, I have the privilege of working with corporations. I provide the support of psychoeducation that causes business entities to just rise to the next level. Anytime you want a behavior, uh, a human to, to, to respond in a certain way, when you need a human to behave in a certain way, you have to be emotionally intelligent. So I go to these corporations and I teach, how do you motivate your team? How do you keep them connected? How do you keep mm -hmm. the communication great? How do you, you know, motivate your workers to take the mission and the vision to the next level? And so that is what I do with corporations. I also provide individual counseling to uh, those who have made the commitment to take their lives to the next level, those who don't want to just survive but want to thrive. Yay. And so I also work with married couples, um, providing marriage counseling and intimacy coaching that keeps them attached and bonded till Woo. death do them part. <laughs> and I also have the privilege of hosting the Ask Shelly Show, which comes on live. And basically what I do is talk about and highlight questions that people ask of me 
And I do that because a lot of times when we are in situations, we think our situations are unique. Nobody will understand. Nobody has been through this. So I use those examples to mm -hmm. bring in the emotional uh, aspect of all of those challenges. So, oh, I think my man is cheating on me. Or how do I get this person to pay attention to me? Or yes. how do I know that this is depression? And that's what I have the opportunity to do on the show. Personally, yes, I'm a mom of two. Okay. Love to eat, 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 and cook, cook, cook. I, I'm extremely busy, so I have to refuel by spending time with my family. I love the beach. I love the sun. I love music, dancing. That's that's who I am, personally. And I want to make sure that I always share that piece because I'm nothing professionally if I'm not whole, personally. Yes. And listen, you already answered some of the other things that I was going to talk about, but let's just get back to this first part because you you wowed me and I'm so intrigued because I love the part about psychoeducation, like giving people the education they need to know why the behaviors are the way that they are. I mean, I sit at my desk all day twirling my fingers saying like, how can I explain this to them? Because my degrees are in uh, social work and uh, counseling. I have two masters in counseling, so I'm always watching behaviors and <laughs> I work as a learning specialist now and so one of the things that me and my co-worker were doing is helping them to you know saying like to identify different things that's going on in life so you are like I'm so excited I'm so excited to talk to you because you know motivating the teams at work that's that's a plus because we all have to know how we work in our different you know grow up and everything that makes us us and that emotional intelligence is um needed to be aware of yourself and also how to interact with others so i already knew that this conversation was going to be one that lit me up on tonight and just taking like you said taking that mission to the next level um i'm here for the relationship advice i'm a single mother of two um you know looking to get back into a relationship so that was one of the things you know i wanted to talk to the listeners they may be out there as well um, wanting to learn and get the nuggets that you have about relationships so you know we're gonna make sure we give your information at the end so that they can connect with you if they need that counseling and follow you on your live show because we need to ask Shelly about <laughs> these things in our life but you know can you just tell me and I love the fact of what you do because normally you said like that's important you have to be whole I usually ask that to every one of my guests because we have to have something that we do to keep ourselves going. And so I'm glad that you already shared that because we do have to have a fun side. We have to have a family side and we have to connect because of everything that we do in business and our own businesses and stuff like that. So thank you for sharing that um, with the listeners because I, I love that they gain um, different perspective from every one of my guests. Right. So thank you again, right. uh, Shelly. I'm going to jump right into just asking you, um, what are some things that you've had to overcome, you know, in your life to get to this point or some things that you, you've had to overcome to plant positive seeds. I want to build a momentum of people to know that they can, um, like you said, some people, sometimes people get stuck. Sometimes they think that their situation is the only situation. And so I want to illuminate and create an atmosphere that they hear things, um, that you may have gone through and then just show them, tell them how you triumphed through it. You know, I love empowering oh, cool. people to the to that point. So I'm going to yield so you can answer that for me. Emotional intelligence is a super power. Woo! 
it honestly is. Power is when you use the authority that you have and the influence mm -hmm. that you have, the authority that you have to influence outcomes in the earth. That's yeah. power. When you use your influence, your capacity to influence outcomes in the earth. And it took me blood, sweat, and tears, LaDonna Marie, Mm -hmm. blood, sweat, and tears to get to a place where I had the right to hold a microphone in my hand. I remember it was 2017. Everything that I thought was a, a, a manifestation of success was taken from me. Okay. And I'm telling you, we, I had a business partner at the time. We had three thriving community mental health centers. Mm -hmm. That was going underwater. Marriage wow. going underwater. Mom diagnosed with breast cancer. Dang. Everything that was my testimony, the things that I really stood firm on, like, man, I made it, was taken from me. Wow. And I remember in prayer being so angry and asking God to take it away. Like, Lord, I have served, I have fasted. Like, make this stop. Yeah. And it yeah. was in that time where I, I felt like I was asking for an abortion because he needed me to go through those things in order for me to have the right to even sit right before you today and say, yeah. this works. I'm lying. <laughs> so he, he, he wanted, one of the things that I understood after the fact is that I can't take anybody to a place I haven't been to. I can't motivate, counsel, teach, coach to bring you to a destination I have not been. So yeah. he needed me to be broken. He needed yeah. me to be faithless. He needed yeah. me to be lost and confused so that I can have the prescription to give to people how to overcome. So what did I overcome? I overcame depression. Mm -hmm. I overcame anxiety. I overcame what I thought was failure, where yeah. I had to learn that sometimes transition looks like failure, but it's yeah. just transition. Um, mm -hmm. So overcoming depression, overcoming anxiety, overcoming this right here, normalizing what's yeah. abnormal. Yeah. I had to overcome that. Normalizing what's abnormal. Normalizing the fact that I didn't get eight hours of sleep at night. Normalizing the fact that it was, you know, multiple failed relationships. Normalizing the fact that I had mood swings and just uh, just expected everybody to deal with it. Normalizing it causes us to not deal with it. It's like right. I had to get to a place where I realized that that's not normal. And I'm talking to everybody that's listening. Your inability to make effective decisions is a problem. Your inability to sleep for eight hours of uninterrupted rest is a problem. Your yeah. inability to manage your work life and your personal life and your spiritual life is a problem. Your inability to, to finish what you said you're gonna start is a problem. Your inability to stick to your diet is a problem. Your self-sabotage is a problem. We have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we have to stop normalizing things that are abnormal. And that was huge for me mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I normalize stuff. Like it's just life. Life is just this way. You know, sometimes things just don't happen the way that you want. No, make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen yeah. for yourself. Manifest. Yeah. But that was a huge thing for me, LaDonna Marie, where I had to learn that stop externalizing stop mm -hmm. outsourcing the responsibility to be happy to other people right stop outsourcing that that's your responsibility oh yeah 
Yeah. We all have that responsibility. And what will keep us, what will keep us unhappy, keep us broken, is continuing to outsource the responsibility to meet needs that only we can meet. LaDonna Marie, there are needs that you have that only God can meet. There are also needs that you have that only you can meet. Yes, yes, yes. So when we start waiting for a man to meet that need or a woman to meet that need or a job to meet that need or a salary to meet that need, you will always be bound. Yes. Okay, so I've taken like a page of notes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but you know, Bravo, let me give you a hand because you said so much. And I'm telling you, Michelle, I had to learn that for myself. Um, that, you know, even coming through my own uh, depression from childhood and then just the Lord stepping in, in there and telling me who he had called me to be because everything Ooh. around me told me that I could not be who I am today. And there were so many limitations, but I had to, and like you said, you, I had to go through that. Once I identified in my mind, and I say this all the time and I get tongue tied, but I had to go through to grow through. And when I learned that the responsibility was mine and they were like you said, not outsourcing it to anyone else, then I became stronger. And then I had to step out and say, even if I have to go alone, because it looked like I was the only person that was believing what God said because it was for me and it wasn't a conference call when he was saying, this is what I need you to do, LaDonna. And so thank you for sharing those moments because people do often internalize them and think that they are the only person going through depression and they're the only person going through the anxiety of learning new things and just that transition. Because I can tell you too, that transition piece, sometimes it you would think that it's failure, but you sometimes, I had to learn, I had to learn because I didn't know this at first, but you sometimes have to fail forward and you have to continue to keep moving through it and so everything that you just said i just was like okay amen this is the amen corner over here <laughs> because i learned all of that all of those things even from like doing this podcast because the lord had given it to me in 2014 and i think that was my almost like my second year of being a single mom and I felt like it was too much for me at that time. My sons were really, really young and I only did three episodes. And I know the Lord was telling me, I am not pleased. I wanted you to keep doing inspirational talks. And I was like, but God, I got this, I got this, I got this. And it wasn't until like last year um, when I moved here, he kept saying, start it over, start it over, do it again, do it again. And so now I'm so happy that, you know, you are like guest 38 of the podcast and I kept pushing Ooh. through because having you all on here, what you share about your life and your triumphs and how you got to where you are and still growing and still learning and still accomplishing, it helped not only myself sometimes, but I know the listeners that are listening and you know, just you saying that uh, emotional intelligence is a superpower. Yes. I want you to go more into that and just tell the, the 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 listeners. You know, what I'm saying, what is the importance of emotional intelligence? And just tell us a little bit about it so that they will be familiar with it. I mean, I I read, I write, I always write stuff about emotional health. But share with the listeners what you would like to about emotional intelligence. Of course. Man, I felt like when I used to run track and I used to be in the blocks and you just waiting for that gunshot to go off and come out of the blocks. That's how I just felt right now. Come on, run okay. it. So I used to be told all the mm -hmm. time that, you know, I was anointed. 
I have this prophetic, you know, gift on my life. And because of the calling on my life, I was being persecuted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so every time things went wrong in my life, I would credit it to that. Man, it's because of the calling on my life that I'm being persecuted this way. It's about the calling on my life. It's because there's a breakthrough right around the corner. And listen, I'm an ordained minister. I'm not saying that there's no truth to that. Right. But I had to get to a point that even in the midst of the storm and in the midst of the persecution, that I had to be able to identify LaDonna Marie. Those Uh thought patterns and those behavioral patterns that were attracting life outcomes I did not deserve. Come on, yeah. I had to take personal responsibility because thoughts become things and our behaviors attract. So Mm -hmm. what is it that's in my head, these thought patterns, these learned behaviors and unresolved trauma and unresolved emotional injury has me thinking a certain way bringing these outcomes in what am i doing what are these behavioral patterns that keep manifesting the same outcomes i had to take personal responsibility and stop saying it's the devil trying to attack my next level no it was me sometimes our our enemy is our inner me sometimes our enemy is our inner me and so when we're talking about emotional intelligence it's about understanding the root of why we think the way that we think. Yeah. The root of why we behave the way that we behave. Mm-hmm. The root of our Ooh. emotional injury. Come on. Understanding how our even our subconscious mind yes. responds. Right. To be able to understand how our defense mechanisms operate. How do your defense mechanisms, LaDonna Marie, stand up when mm-hmm. it thinks that things are unsafe, right? Yeah. I yeah. remember that just having a man show interest in me, my defense mechanisms would rise up, guarded, offense, because I learned as a result of hurt that relationships were not safe. Yeah. That yeah. What men said was not true. These yeah. were, you know, these were learned thoughts and and outcomes that were rooted in hurt yeah and so emotional intelligence gives us the opportunity to discover those roots Mm. emotional intelligence helps us to learn how to take our anger from a 10 to a 7 emotional intelligence empowers you to take your anxiety from a seven to a four emotional intelligence stops you from pressing send on that text and makes you rewrite it and send it in another way (laughs) emotional gives you the opportunity to be able to navigate through conflict and not be stuck in drama after drama emotional intelligence gives you the power to communicate effectively and listen effectively all of these things we have to learn our breakthrough is on the other side of something we weren't taught right i had to learn how to communicate i had to learn how to submit i had to learn how to listen i learned i had to learn how to care when you prioritize the needs of someone else over your own these are skills we have to learn we have to relearn we have to unlearn <laughs> you know and and so that's what emotional intelligence is about and i am so excited about everything that you just said it's just like 
Oh my goodness. Because getting to the root, I say that all the time about um, unlearning behaviors, unlearning the behaviors that we learn. And I had to spend a lot of my childhood doing that because um, I guess just the way that, that, that people, other people saw things, I didn't see them that, that way. And I think that the Lord put maybe such uncomfortable with the with going along with all that was that was done. And so I love the fact that you said we gotta get to the root. Getting to the root of what's going on will help us to react and interact in a That's so new good. mindset. And so uh, that breakthrough, and I'm always talking about that. I have a, um, I have a workbook called Rebuilding Fragments because I'm a survivor of suicide. I tried, I attempted at the age of 14, and I asked the Lord. I said, "Can you help me to re- write this thing out so that I can journey other people through the process of whatever their, you know, their situation may be?" Yeah. And the whole identity, the I, you know, identifying thing about that was unlearning behaviors, rewriting your story, having right. the having the, um, the 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 courage to 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 look at the root of it and not to just keep pacifying it and going over it. So you are speaking my language. So listeners out there, Michelle is giving us so many amazing things. And she is talking about the practical things. Like she said, we have to take responsibility for who we are. You know, even if we've gone through some trauma and now that you're older and you're grown, you have to take responsibility for your behaviors, your thought patterns, your actions, and things that you do. I had to learn the same exact thing. I could no longer... I could no longer point the finger and say, this is just how I was raised. I had to identify and change and learn some new positive things. I tell my children, and I, when I used to do therapy back in the day, I used to ask my students, like, what do you have in your toolbox? Like, what, you know, what can we, what new things can we place in there so that you will unlearn that when situations right. come back around, you'll have a new tool to, to work with them. And so... You are just lighting up the conversation on tonight. So since we've talked about emotional intelligence, and now I want to just ask you, you know, about mental health. Can you tell us what are some ways that people can improve their mental health? Well, first and foremost, it starts with awareness. Okay. And what happens with Donna Marie is that we mistaken our ability to function as us being whole and healed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and so i have had people come to me and say you know i don't really feel the need to talk about the molestation i don't feel the need to talk about the rape it's not something that interferes in my life i, I i'm a lawyer i have this amazing practice and i don't think it's anything that i need to go back to mm-hmm. and i always think like well if you're so healed from it and delivered from it why not what, what's the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what, what's the issue there that you are unable to talk about it? Yeah. And so it starts with being aware that there are things that need to be healed, things that need to be improved. Even yes. if you do not meet any criteria for a mental illness, we still may have emotional issues 
that we need to be delivered from. Mental health issues, emotional issues. It could be just internal. You're self-critic when people say, I'm, you know, I'm so hard on myself. There's healing for that. Yeah, yeah. Never thinking that you're good enough. There's healing for that. Mm -hmm. You start, you, you got all, you got 10 businesses that you started, ain't finished one. You yeah. have all these goals you can't complete. Issues you you're still stalking his his social media pages. You're still stalking her you know social media pages. We have to stop thinking that mental health therapy counseling that it's only for people who are wanting to kill themselves or those who right. are dysfunctional. You could be very functional. You could be successful and still need the help. So it starts with awareness okay. and being able to find someone. Yeah. who is anointed, who has the credentials to partner with you yeah. and take you through a journey where you can discover and uproot the root, discover the root, yes. right? And get better so that you are thriving and you are whole. It's so important in relationships because you talked about relationships at the beginning. Yes. That you're entering into that space whole because relationships will expose your unresolved emotional injury. Always. Yes. Yeah. Relationships will always expose that. So when it comes to mental health, it's about being aware. For those of you who are not aware and you're like, I don't know, I'm not sure. I think I'm good. I'm not sure. Ask three super honest people. Those who ain't ever gonna lie to you. Right. Right. (laughs) And ask them this question. Do you think I'm well? Mm -hmm. That's practical. Yeah. Go to three people that will never lie to you. Those who hold you accountable, those who are super honest, brutally honest, and ask them that question. Do you think I'm well? You can also meet with a therapist and get a whole assessment. A therapist Mm -hmm. can help you with assessing your depression and anxiety, your stress management. Look at the tools that you need. Look at the areas of your life that you're not very happy with and see what changes you can make. It could be simple, minor changes that are going to, you know, produce major transformation. A third party who's not biased, objective, safe, credential and anointed could help you with that. And so even if you don't think you need it, you can go for a simple assessment and and just hear from a third party about what their observations are at the end of those diagnostic assessments. But if you even if you don't want to go that route, ask the people that care for you if they think that you're well and trust them when they give you the answer. I think that's a good place to start. We all have to take responsibility for our mental health. Why wait for that breakdown? Okay. Why wait for that moment where you can't wake up in the morning and it's like you haven't bathed in days and you're, you're broken down and wounded and you don't believe in yourself and you're wondering what happened to life and life left you behind. Why wait to get to that point? It's important for us to be preventive in our mental health. Preventive. Yes. Get the help. Even if you're going to therapy just once a month. Oh my gosh, LaDonna Marie, just to have somebody just to release to. Yeah. some layers off, right? Maybe mm-hmm. once a month, twice a month. These are all ways to just assure that we are, uh, you know, operating in and on high levels of wellness. Yes, I am totally 100% behind you and backing 
everything that you say, I'm like, you you speaking to the mental health cheerleader over here. Cause this, okay. is, just like, this is just like music to my ears because I love when you said discover the root and uproot it. And right. um, the Lord gave me probably in 2015, uh, the slogan for, you know, my business and my books of, of what I do is to discover the champion in you. And because we have to discover the champion, because it might be hiding. And it might be hiding underneath, like you said, some unhealed trauma, you right. know, some behaviors that are, you know, hereditary or some things that you have not addressed yet. And so if you uprooting those behaviors and, and looking at them and being being able to uproot them, um, I believe in, in therapy. I believe in, you know, people going to talk to people. I, I practiced as a therapist for five years when I lived in Georgia. And so I had the youth and some adults. We did um, military, but I loved coming in because I love to do the role play and teaching different things. And like you said, them, just seeing them and building a rapport with them weekly so that they will be able to be more comfortable to let their guards down and you be, begin to explore what are the real reasons um yeah stress management is a big part of like people's day oh, wow. i remember i because i'm always doing research I'm, I'm a researcher and i think i probably have countless different like little write-ups on my computer about emotional health and different things like that because I, I try to add that into like my nonprofit that i do uh resilient queens we just i just did a conference well a summit called um it was an encouragement summit but we focused on things I wish I knew. And so I had some women to come in and help the young girls, but the mothers, most of the mothers came too, to help them with some things that we wish, you know, we knew at a time. So we can kind of like help them not to go through those things or if they, you know, just needed some guidance. And it was really, really helpful because it inspired them to, to, to want to, you know, to get help if anything came about or to talk to someone if they were feeling, you know, this type of way. Cause that's, like you said, sometimes the things just happen into the inner critic is what I wrote down. That inner critic that's talking yes. to you yes. about, oh, this is normal. This is just who you are. So we, we wanted to kind of um, give them a, a platform that they know that it's okay to ask if you have questions and different things like that. So, you know, I, I, listeners, go and ask those three friends. <laughs> um, do you think of well? Be brave enough to ask your friends so that you can get some insight on the behaviors that you may not know that you engage in, but they may be able to see from the outside. And therapy is always a plus. So make sure that you, you know, reach out if you feel that you need someone. Another question that I wanted to ask, I just love having you on here to share your expertise. Um, I wanted to talk about relationships and like what ways should people prepare before getting into a relationship? I know healing is a big component because oh, yeah. I always tell people it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. You need to come 100% healed and whole and knowing who you are and a person shouldn't complete you but they should compliment you but that's just you know my my little coffee because I don't have no tea but um <laughs> <laughs> so I was like what do you what is your expert opinion about relationships and what are what are some things people should do getting started absolutely well first and foremost you said it you hit the nail on the head that healing is very, very important. Okay. Uh, we should come into relationships being an asset and not a liability. Yes. 
I have a friend of mine. She's amazing. She's also a therapist, a celebrity therapist, and her name is Janie Lacey. And she says this, we cannot cure what we did not create. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time we're going into relationships thinking that I could help him with his abandonment issues, his jealousy issues, his whatever. I could help her with her brokenness, her woundedness, the fact that yeah. she can't get over her ex. No, we can't cure yes. what we did not create, nor is it our responsibility. Do you want to be that to someone else? Do you want to be a liability to someone else? Because it, it can only bring someone else down if you do not heal from the things that have caused you injury. So that's important. I believe that there are certain stages with Donna Marie that we mm -hmm. all have the responsibility of completing. Right. So that we are developmentally stable when we go yes. into a relationship. So let me say this super quick. I have a client who had a seven-year-old child who was diagnosed with autism at the age of seven. Okay. Now, in this day and age, that's unlikely. Usually, uh, children are being diagnosed in the very, very early years and even in vitro. Now, while that's controversial, the point that I'm making is, man, he is seven years old. Did no one ever said to you that there may be something wrong? And she told right. me, yes, there was. And she told me that there was a pediatrician who said to her one day that something was wrong because she went to the doctor's appointment, I'm getting somewhere, and she mm -hmm. showed her videos of her son. He was about, uh, at that point, like maybe nine to 10 months old. And he would, before he even knew how to stand, sit, walk, stand, he would get up, run like all over the house and fall flat on his face. And they thought it was funny. So yeah. they bring this video to the doctor and the doctor was like, there's something really wrong here yeah and the doctor said because he did not complete the fundamental foundational stages of his development like sitting standing maintaining yeah. his balance that this was evidence that he was developmentally challenged yeah many of us are in relationships that are developmentally challenged because we did not give ourselves the time to complete those crucial stages of relationship development. It yeah. starts with having an intimate relationship with your creator. Yes. That Bible is my manual. It tells me who I am, what I could do, <laughs> who I could talk to, how I could talk to them. Come well, on now. That That's our manual. <laughs> yes. How do you know you if you don't know who created you? Yes. So it starts with an intimate relationship with your creator. The next stage is having a, uh, an, an intimate and fulfilling relationship with yourself. Yeah. Some of us have not been able to master successful singlehood. Yes, yes. When you could master successful singlehood, when you could look at yourself and affirm yourself, when you yes. could look at yourself and literally find yourself attractive, when you could go to dinner for yourself and be okay with being alone, laughing yes. on your own, sipping your wine and eating your steak, you're able to go to the movies. When you are able to achieve that and not feel lonely, but find value in solitude, that right there, 
Because when you can find it for yourself, nobody can take it from you. Yeah. You're not gonna depend on anybody to give it to you. So successful singlehood is so important. The next stage is when you mm -hmm. finally find that person that you give it time so that you guys are attaching and bonding on a friendship level. Yeah. That is yes. so important because yes. when you do that, when the love kind of fades or things that get a little rocky and your 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 panties don't fit like they used to when Let's <laughs> you just know, tell the that, truth. <laughs> that friendship, that attachment. Yeah. The ability to finish his sentences, that will always stand strong. And so being able to successfully achieve a friendship, attachment and bonding in that friendship stage. And then the next stage, LaDonna Marie is finding purpose in your union. Yes, yes. That together we answer this world problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when we're not as attractive and, and the conversation may be going through some changes and, and we're experiencing some some developmental issues with our right. love, it's what what love can't, when love is not enough, purpose will always be enough. enough. Ooh, when love is not enough, purpose will always be enough because you know that together we were purpose to do this thing in the earth. Yes, that's, I'm writing that and down. before we say yes, before we say I do, it's important to find that purpose. Then the next step is marriage. Yeah. We have to be able to give ourselves that time to be intimate, find that intimate relationship with your creator, find and achieve successful singlehood, find friendship with a person that's courting you, find a purpose in your union and then marriage. If people can do that and give themselves the time, let me say this because we talked about emotional intelligence. Yes. In successful singlehood, you have the opportunity to prepare mm -hmm. for, for this. Yes. I tell women all the time, I'm sure there are things that you could work on right now. You may want to get more healthy. You may want to work on your credit. You may want to learn how to cook. You may want to learn how to invest. You yeah. learn how to communicate. Yes. Go to classes and conferences. Learn how to uh, resolve conflict. Learn, develop yeah. yourself. Develop yeah. yourself in that successful singleness mm -hmm. so you are ready when he finds you because it's his job to find you right and so these are for men and for women this is not just for women it's for men too that they are also challenged to go through the same relationship development stages to learn the skills every relationship needs good communication yes trust right conflict resolution yes. caring Caring is when you are able to put the priorities of somebody else before your own in a healthy way. We got to learn these things. And so those, yeah. that's the steps that I think that everybody should take in order to have a successful marriage. Wow. These are awesome. And these are great practical steps. And I just want to pat myself on the back that I've been doing these things in the Let's process. Let's go. <laughs> yes. I've been in, in that process. And I, and I love it because... Just going back to the, the top of what you said about the developmental challenges and completing those different stages. And, and we have to because you are, you know, you were a whole nother person before you came into this relationship. And then there are different things that you have to know about yourself and, and learn because that that's what make make you up. And so I am so glad that I had to learn that I could not be uh, 
my mate or my boyfriend's superhero. Like I couldn't come save you from that because I had that little, I wanted to help. I wanted to do everything. And it was just like one day the Lord just kind of shook me and was like, that's not your job. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and, and then everything opened up for me because he even though he would give me the wisdom of what was going on you know he would give me the wisdom but then at the same time he was like that's my job to help them get through and to heal them through that's not your job and when I gave that over there was a scripture that came to me was Isaiah I think it's Isaiah 10 and 27 and it says that like in that day the yoke will come off of your shoulders because you have grown so fat and that verse just opened up to me because that meant that I took off everything that wasn't mine to carry and gave it back to the Lord because he it was his job and I mean I found that scripture in a time before I got to saying, well, if I could, could I done this differently? Should I have done this? Or maybe I could have done that. And it's just like that verse came to me. And I was like, okay, I hear you. I mean, it was in King James Version, but you know, that was kind of thee and thou, but I had to go to another version to actually understand what it was saying. But it was just saying, let the, let the Lord do his job. Amen. And you do your job. And like you said, all of this, I love how you laid it out about even just um that being self and singlehood like loving yourself and and doing things for you you got to learn how to love to go sit at that table and eat and be confident and go to the movies and different things like that by yourself while you're in your singlehood season and i have been practicing this so ladies and gentlemen i hope that you're practicing um loving on yourself and loving yourself and i tell my boys that because i had a lot of things that I had to go through to grow through and learn and I try to tell them now don't be such in a hurry to want a girlfriend because everybody else got one like I want you to learn how to love you first and that's my conversation to my 10 and 13 year old because they want girlfriends because they friends have girlfriends and so I'm already trying to teach them love you first love God because we got a relationship over here I am a pastor and um i woman of god child of god first because i've been doing this since i was like 14 just writing whatever he downloaded to me and, and writing books and helping people to heal and overcome obstacles whatever he would give me and so i, I was like i partnered as a co-laborer at the age of 14 because he told me that he was going to heal me first and then the words that i would write would help to heal others and so i really tried to help my sons you know see from some of the ways that I had to learn and grow. But I love that friendship level because I want to say, Michelle, a lot of people skip over the friendship and go straight to, they skip over dating. They have like well, a couple dates, then they go, they skip over courting and go straight to win relationship. And then you're in that relationship for a long time. And then marriage is not on the, on the radar because you know what I'm saying? You skip some steps. And then maybe it wasn't communicated that marriage was the goal and you're you're you know dating for a purpose and you're dating for discovery and so all of this is amazing information because we we want to help those who are out there in their single season you know um to work on themselves but i love this is quotable when love is not enough purpose will always be enough and and i'm gonna you know keep that in my mind because it is and i think now too uh, working on purpose for me i've been doing that like i said I've, I've been single for um like i've been divorced for eight years and probably two relationships after that but for me uh, i had to pick up purpose 
and purpose was planting positive seeds and purpose was being an author when the Lord sent to go different places. Purpose is doing, you know, planting positive seeds to help others around the world. And then being a great mom to my sons, you know, loving on them, nurturing them, being their supporter, their biggest supporter at their games. And so I'm mastering that. I think the Bible says that the unmarried woman should be doing the work of the Lord. And so in my season, I'm focusing on his work and preparing um, at the same time. And so this, all of this is great. And marriage is the end goal, but that development and getting everything together. So I, I hope listeners, you all have your pen and pad, you're writing <laughs> your notes. You're going to listen to this over again from the first time and then so that you can hear all of these, these nuggets. Um, I just want to pause and ask if there was anything that you wanted to add to that. Um, if not, I want to ask about some of your achievements and some of your highlights along the way. Because we always want to talk about the things that God has, you know, blessed us to to achieve um, throughout our journey to just, you know, take time to celebrate the small and the big. Of course. Um, well, one thing I want to make sure is said, you talked about stress management earlier. And I think that there are many people that don't see wellness as practical as they should, right? I so, you know, you can learn the tapping and the deep breathing and, the, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I teach that. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things that are just so practical and still very, very powerful. I'm going to give yes. you an example. There was a time where there was a season where I was working with individuals who were considered severe and persistently mentally ill. So that mm -hmm. is a nice way of saying really, really, really dysfunctional and dangerous. Like their mental illness causes them to be a danger to themselves or others. So these are individuals that killed their children while they were in psychotic states. Um, I had a person who drowned her twins, thought that she heard from the Lord to do so. Um, someone else that had a breakdown and she shot up a play date and her, her uh, I think she ended up killing her child and then um, injuring her child's best friend. She was paralyzed from the neck down. I could go on and on. And people used to ask me all the time, how in the world do you do it? And I would leave a day's work, was supposed to be eight hours, sometimes 10 to 12, depending on the emergencies. Yes. I would stop at a 7-Eleven. I would go into the bathroom with Donna Marie, change my clothes, mm -hmm. wash my face, wash my hands, and go back into the car. And there was something about me doing that. Yeah that made me feel like I was stepping out of one role and into yeah. mommy role so that I could come home and not bring that stuff with me. Right. When I tell you my most successful clients do things that are so practical, I, I, have the, uh, I had the privilege of working with a very successful defense attorney here in the state of Florida and he would color before his trials. I have a woman, she is like a brain surgeon or something like that. When she comes home, she'll just iron. Mm -hmm. Iron pillowcases, sheets. There's something about ironing that causes her to decompress. 
Yeah. I have another client that will sit in the backyard before she does anything, before she starts cooking, before she starts getting into laundry and all that stuff. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like literally blow bubbles. And yeah. that would cause her to decompress. We have to find what's practical enough for us to be able to maintain. If that's coloring, if that's music, some of us come home and we go straight to the stove or we come home and go straight to, we don't even take our shoes off, our heels off. Our, you know, we, we have to learn how to decompress because stress yeah. kills, period. Yes, yes. Stress yes. kills. And so I just wanted to make sure that I talked about being very practical and mm -hmm. seeing wellness in a more practical way. Um, it doesn't take a lot. It just takes consistency. Yeah. And, and being and I, intentional. I love that you said that. And I just want to interject that coloring is so therapeutic. Um, I remember, I don't even know the year, but I worked at um, Goodwill a long time ago. And one of me and my good, uh, she, was a, she was a store manager and I actually ran two of their sites. Uh, I was a program co coordinator, but we work with persons with disabilities. And one day we were both having a day and we went in our in the um, office and we shut ourselves in there and we started coloring some Garfield. I mean, we were coloring, <laughs> coloring, coloring, and we were laughing and we were smiling. And I had colored outside of the lines and she was like, you can, I say yes, because I can, you know, yes. I, I don't have to be, you know how you get it just right and stay, yes. I'm coloring outside because it was so fun and so therapeutic. And I know probably recently she reached out to me about two or three weeks ago and she said, I just miss you. She said, do you remember? I said, I already know what you're about to say that day that we sat there and it was just like, we, it was only maybe about a five minutes because we both were like heads of, the, of our departments and we had to get back. But in that five minutes, we were able to decompress. And so I know how important it is. And then even for myself, when I get home, I take about 30 minutes to get out of work mode to come okay. into mom mode. And even when I switch into, you know what I'm saying, doing, um, you know, podcaster, I have to give myself that time because I want to give it my all. Everything that I do, I want to do it unto God. And so I know how important uh, what you're saying is. And like you said, it's just the practical things because some people think that they have to do so, you know, like this big, you know, extravagant thing. For me, sometimes, even for writing, I tell people, I will probably binge watch um movies because as a writer i have a lot of thoughts going on in my mind and even when i when i don't want to write and you know i've met all my goals and everything i would just take a moment and decompress and watch binge watch like a whole series of something because that takes me off where i don't have to be writing or you know sharing the thoughts i turn my brain off for a moment so that i can enjoy you know, a good movie or, um, you know, saying just a, a show that will make me laugh and laughter is so therapeutic as well. So thank you for sharing these practical tips because I want people out there to learn how to, um, like you said, deal with their stress because yeah. stress sometimes will, you know what I'm saying, is is it's, it's just shocking to, to what people would do. And doing 
different things, like I said, coloring, um, um, just, you know, watching TV for me. And I would love to go get a massage sometimes. That will help me yes. as well. Yes, <laughs> I love that. So thank you again for sharing that. Um, at this moment, because, um, we, you know, we're coming to the end of the hour. Um, I wanted to just ask you again, I don't know if you share, share something, a, a highlight, and then also tell others um, your final thoughts. You can give us your, your final thoughts uh, for the listeners of Planting Positive Seeds. And you are operating in your lane. There is no competition in your lane. God will provide all the resources that you need operating in your lane. Your lane is your purpose. This is where your your abilities, your skills, your talents all find a home. And when you're in your lane, it doesn't matter how saturated the industry is, nobody will do it like you. And this is why I'm saying that, is because when I realized that there was no competition in my lane, that all I had to do is operate in the fullness of who I was, there were opportunities that opened that I would have never, ever, ever thought would land in my lap. There were things that I never even saw myself doing. In Ephesians 3 verses 19 and 20, we're reminded that God desires to bless us beyond what we could ever imagine or think. I just wanted to help people and I would serve people even when it wasn't financially feasible, just continue to serve my gift. It's important to serve you to the world. You may, you know, there's this uh, saying, I don't even know how it goes. we don't owe people but to love them whatever it is no you we you owe me you LaDonna Marie you owe me this yeah you owe me those books you owe the world you and so when you start to serve the world you there are doors of opportunity that will open I was asked to co-collaborate on a book Mm -hmm. and so that was my first book now I had always thought that I wanted to write books but never really started and so mm-hmm. when I co-collaborated on this book project, Struggling to Keep the Vows, you could purchase it on my website. I remember that it was like, I realized just how, not only fulfilling, but just how much easier than I thought it was. I yes. just thought it was like some big task. And when I did, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do this. Yes. I, could, I am fully capable. You know, in, in me operating in my lane and just doing me how God did me, created me and being comfortable with it, I had a production company follow me for months, never knew they were following me and casted me for a reality TV show. I can't say much else, but just crazy stuff. Like what? Television, yes. Lord, I've never asked you for that, Lord. Right. Never asked for that. I'm telling you, get comfortable with being all that God called you to be. The heavens will open over you. Trust that. You just gotta buy into it and know there is no competition in your lane. I embrace other therapists. I yeah. embrace other transformational coaches. I embrace yeah. other motivational speakers. They just don't do it like me. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. My anointing is different. And I respect the, the anointing on their life, period. Yes. So when it comes, when you talk about accomplishments, the book and the television opportunity. There's another opportunity, another reality TV opportunity. And I just want to make sure that as God opens this door, that I can continue to carry the light of Christ because we have to take our position in these in these arenas. Yes. God called us to, you know, to take dominion. And it's not only take dominion in the church arena. We got to do it in the Seven political mountains. arena. 
everything that you have achieved and accomplished uh, this is amazing and and just starting and knowing um that you can do it you know you can do all things through christ who strengthens you and so i'm so excited about everything that you have done and about the opportunities and i am so excited and listeners i hope that you are getting comfortable in your own lane and with who god has called you to be uh, Miss Shelly, it's been amazing. I want you to, um, if you're able, to give your website to uh, the listeners so that they'll be able to get in contact with you. www.askshelly.com and Shelly is spelled S-C-H-E-L-L-I-E. Thank you to my very Haitian parents spell much different than people think. Again, that's www.askshelly.com. Like I said, you can purchase the book there. You can book a, uh, a consultation with me. Um, you can get access to the information on the show. So visit with me there. Well, thank you so much again. It's been an honor. I've loved us talking and just being able to, to you know, you get your expertise on these amazing practical things that people need but to help them in everyday life so thank you again for being on uh, inspirational talks with LaDonna Marie um, hello everybody out there this has been a great show so make sure you stay tuned with us every Monday at 6 30 and every uh and every at 6 30 central and 7 30 eastern peace and blessings everybody you all have a great and amazing night okay thank you Hey everybody, it's LaDonna Marie, internationally multi-award winning author, speaker, and personal development life coach of LaDonna Marie Books, where my mission is to discover the champion in you through healing and changing a narrative in your life one book at a time. You can shop and find out more information at www.ladonnamarie.org and check out the shop page. This has been another purpose-packed episode of Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie, a Planting Positive Seeds podcast. Please remember to like, share, and tell your friends about the podcast. Stay tuned for many more Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie.